0: Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Abroad Talks to People. What kind of a narcissist have I become? You know, referring to myself in the third person. That is pretty, pretty low rung stuff. Hey, but what do you want me to do? Uh, anyway, uh, today's episode, really, really fun and interesting one with Gabe BL. Gabe Biel, an excellent comedian, uh, but he's also a pharmacologist. Pharmacist. He's in the pharma pharmaceutical sciences. And he works on drug interaction studies and sophisticated stuff like that. So I got a chance to sit down with him in person, and and we talk everything that is to do with pharmaceutical and the, the pharmaceutical industry, healthcare in America, and just like you know all all adjacent topics. Uh, we also touch upon the the vaccine for COVID nineteen. know the global pandemic that was interesting too and he uh, kind of busts some myths about vaccines and 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 the claims that a lot of conspiracy theorists have about vaccines so that was interesting gabe uh, grew up in africa in uh, ethiopia so we talk a little bit about ethiopia that was fun too so overall really wholesome conversation really nice Uh, well-rounded conversation i must say had a lot of fun uh, and I'm pretty sure you guys will enjoy it too so here's abroad talks to people with Gabe BL and we're live how you doing Gabe hey what's happening man I'm I'm great thank you thank you for coming out and doing this really appreciate it
1: no problem thanks for inviting me over yes fantastic Uh,
0: I hope you didn't have to miss golf I know you're an (laughs) avid golfer
1: (laughs) no golfing today I need a break actually yeah, did you throw out your back? Yeah, yeah. You did? Not really. I just got burned up, you know. Yeah. It's the thing that happened in my eye, and it's been bothering me. I'm doing. And so, but I need. I used to go for like Saturday and Sunday mm-hmm. every weekend, but right now it's just too hot outside. Yeah, it's it's insane. So, it's insane, yeah.
0: and it's kind of hot here because we had to we had to sh- turn off the AC yeah. so that we get some crisp. Audio recording, I don't know how that's going to work out
1: It's okay, I mean, the heat doesn't bother me much
0: Yeah, me and you, brother, so I'm I'm from India, you've, uh, you know, you've spent your early part of life in Ethiopia
1: That's right, that's right I think we're built for this (laughs) podcast and the heat the, my air conditioner at home, I keep it at eighty-two,
2: eighty-three. Damn, dude! You, you, and
1: and you, during the day, but yeah. at night when I'm going to sleep, I turn it down to like seventy-three, seventy-two.
0: Dude, you're you're my brother, man. <laughs> Shit, that's that's what I do. I like it like pretty pretty yeah. high up there. Obviously, not burning up, but right. it has to be nice, nice, exactly. steady, and warm.
1: Yeah. This is nice, man. Thanks for. Uh, invited me to do this this is wonderful yeah your equipment and everything
0: yeah I, I, i'm trying to uh, put it together uh online it's one thing but i think in person is like a much better yeah like you know, experience just to just for the conversation yeah.
1: itself i completely agree i did an online podcast before it just it's just not the same as having a no no person, absolutely person. not <laughs> there's, there's a lot of uh tactical cues
0: yeah. conversational cues that that <laughs> go on <laughs> cool so yeah so ethiopia right so so you mind like kind of just giving us a little bit of a background it's pretty interesting you know like you know, you, you moved here from ethiopia at a very young age so you want to give a little yeah. background so in
1: 1995 94 that's when i left ethiopia uh, my brother my cousin my my brother came to us in 93 so in 94 i left ethiopia moved to kenya so i lived in nairobi for about a year oh wow and um, then I did my immigration process in Kenya. Then ninety five moved to Iowa. At the time, I was uh, fourteen, fifteen years old. Yeah, the Kenya of uh, United States, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight from Africa to Mid Mid Midwest. Yeah. And then uh, it was quite a culture shock. I was, uh, I didn't mind it. I just didn't like the snow. Yeah. You know, I was excited to see the snow, but then find out that it was really, really cold. And, like, yeah, the the, the to... novelty wears off, yeah. and like two hours (laughs) so then I lived in Iowa for about 12 years I went to high school and then I went to pharmacy school in uh, in, at the University of Iowa then after pharmacy school I got a job with CVS in Iowa yeah and then I I worked there for about a year and then I'm like I need to change yeah so got a job here in Phoenix Arizona Tempe yeah my friend was working at Expert scripts and then he told me at the time in 2007 there were a high demand for pharmacists here Mm. So, I came to visit my friends and then they were like, hey, if you're looking for pharmacists, pharmacist, do you want to get a job? So, I mm. went in for an interview, they gave me the job, went back to Iowa, quit my job and moved to Arizona. Mm. So, you, so, you've been in Arizona a long time then? It's been yeah. what, like 13
0: years? Huh? 13 years, yeah. Yeah, Arizona probably way closer to Ethiopia in, in terms of uh, climate, would you say?
1: Well, um, it depends where you live in Ethiopia. Oh, it's, so, it's like diverse, like yeah, in terms of geography? Yeah. So, in the middle of the country, where the capital city is, it's mountain and it rains a lot. It's more like Seattle. Yeah.
0: Addis Ababa for the people uh, who've uh, went to the Arizona public school system. (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't have said
1: that. Addis Ababa is the capital city. But then if you move further down to the edges of the country, it gets flatter. Hmm. And then, like where I'm from, it's hot and humid, but we have a rainy season. So, it's not desert, but then it gets hot. It's more like Texas. Oh, okay. So from April until July is the rainy season, and then right now is um, from now until October and November it's a flooding season, so it's water everywhere. Yeah. So
0: culturally, like you lived in Kenya, I don't know for how long. Uh yeah.
1: About a year. Yeah,
0: so yeah. culturally, are they very different? Kenya and Ethiopia, they're Eastern African countries. They're right so
1: next door, yes, but they're very different people. Uh, yeah. Remember, Ethiopia was never colonized. Hmm. Um, the Italian tried it for about five years. They didn't last very long. So it's the only country in Africa that never been colonized. Oh wow! And so the culture there is still the Ethiopian tradition, Stripian culture. We don't have a lot of Western influence until recently
0: yes but mostly christian right christian
1: a little bit of uh, muslim yeah right now the islam population is growing muslim mm. population is growing in ethiopia mm-hmm. um predominantly is um, orthodox christians
0: okay so what's
1: the, the I'm,
0: I'm i don't think i know the denominations <laughs>
1: very well. orthodox is like the the oldest form of christianity mm. and so if you remember ethiopia also is related to israel there's oh, a so. lot of Ethiopian Jews, mm. and uh, there's a lot of history. Yeah. People think that the Ark of Covenant from the Bible is somewhere in Ethiopia. So I mean, Ethiopia is the, one of the oldest countries in the world.
0: Yeah, I mean that—that's where like humanity came yeah. from, right? The Homo realize, sapiens. Yeah. That's that's. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I so go back once a year. You're the, you're the real OG, you're OG, OG. You're the OG. <laughs> <laughs> you're the real original gangster of the U.S. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sapiens <laughs> represent. That's right, that's right. Yeah,
0: awesome, man. So, so, so you work in the pharmaceutical industry, which is, I, I don't know, it's a hot ticket kind of industry in terms of... Um, controversy it's, it's highly politicized it's it's a it's it's in it's and it's an important like thoroughly important industry so no, it's interesting for sure how's your experience been just
1: like being being an insider um, it's healthcare is changing and um, like I said back ten years ago there was a high demand for pharmacists and then right now there's too many pharmacists available the uh, schools increase their capacity and then they open new pharmacy schools and uh the insurance companies pretty much control the healthcare system yeah so um uh, i understand you know some people go to canada to get care some people go down to mexico to get healthcare and it's just ridiculously expensive but um you know it, it just it's all about the money
0: yeah so you know? so i mean let's let's jump right into it then so so there's this complex system that, from what I understand, from a very high level, that you have the pharmaceutical company, uh, then you have the intermediary. Uh, I don't know what you guys call uh, the specific entity who are who are in the middle, and then there's the insurance company, and then there's the healthcare provider. Right. So how, how does this flow work? Like who's who's got leverage? Like now, like how is the, how do we come with come up with a price? Because I broke my hand recently, right? Like last month. Yeah. Oh, sorry, last year. Mm-hmm and they had like these three pins in there and each pin like it, it was almost like just just like a little bit of a wire mm-hmm. you know three inch wire yeah. they charged me like $250 for each one of them and finally like insurance covered some of them I paid some of it but like I was like dude that right. that little thing cost you like
1: $250 like how, does, how, how do we get to that so the pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies those are the big players and so as pharmacists or pharmacy and the providers, or health, you know, hospital doctors, those are the ones that we, we get just the end of it. So the pharmaceutical companies set the price because they're the ones that make the drugs, right? Yeah. Right. Let's say the brand-name brand companies, let uh, they come up with a, a new drug, right? So they have the patent to hold it for a while, right? At least 12 years to have a brand name from that. Only them can monopolize it, can make it. Before they have the generic companies to can go ahead and make generic, so they hold on to it for a long time, and a brand name will cost a lot of money. So the idea behind it is: hey, you came up with this, you should benefit from it. Yeah. So they hold the patent for a long time. So they set the price, and then the insurance companies will get in. Okay, listen, we'll cover this drug at this price. Okay, so they, if you have insurance company, sometimes they may not pay for the drug. Mm-hmm right so the doctor you you got your hand broken and you went to the you know get it fixed yeah so you're probably better off flying to canada and get it fixed there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cheaper yeah. Than new here. really with but insurance it, and everything so they well they will charge you they will overcharge you yeah. um along top of that too physicians get sued a lot and you see and also you know going to medical school costs so much money and they have to protect themselves somehow so one tiny little thing will cost you so much a lot of money
0: oh so so the idea here is that so they can hold the patent for 12 years so they want to get uh, almost a lifetime's worth of of uh, of uh, revenue from that product
1: right within that 12 year window yeah so there has been some abuse with that because yeah. some companies will try to come up with at least three or four different patents on one product and so they can hold on for as long as they want. So for example, um, there's a medication that is uh, you know, Humira. is used for it to treat arthritis. And now there's no generic for it yet. So the, the brand company will hold on to that for the next twelve years, at least twelve years. So after that there's there are laws to govern this. But there's some all the loopholes that try to go around it because big companies they have their legal department that they read the laws and try to find loopholes, bowls and, and keep it going as long as they can to capitalize on like it. Just like squeeze out as much yeah. as they can, like just squeeze <laughs> yeah. that lemon. And then that's when the government comes in and say, you gotta have, you know, patient will need a sort of cheaper, genetic version of this. And, cause some people cannot afford yeah. really expensive, especially cancer drugs. And right now they're flooding the market with all this biologics that are coming up, you know, um, what's what's biologics? It means they the class of drugs that are you know derived from the biological base, and so, and they they just flooding the market with them. They're easy to make, hmm. and they and they're expensive. They cost a lot of money. So just this whole whole patent thing. Then so. um
0: so they want to make money. Obviously, the pharmaceutical company—you can't mm-hmm. really blame them per se for that.
1: Yeah, they did the research. They did the research. They came up with the compound. I give them that. Yes. Yeah, but
0: it's it—it it gets complex when you're like, okay, so you there's this you know for-profit organization that you're running, but there's also people dying and there's humanity, yeah. like all those right. factors come into come into picture. So how do you reconcile that though? Like, like the, do we need like stricter patent laws? Like, w- what is the best angle? Like, from you, you've been an insider in the industry for so long. How do you kind of make everything work as smooth as as possible? Because it's not working smoothly right now. I, right. I, I mean, I guess you've got to agree with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the, the healthcare system here is a complete mess. It's uh, there's just like a lot of loopholes and people using it to get to get as much money they can. So. The patent laws now are based on uh, you can have this much many years to produce a gener- uh, uh, brain name and that's it, right? No other companies can produce that product, but the other generic companies are having their own laws also say, listen, we need to get into the market as well, plus the patient cannot afford yeah. a real expensive medication. So then they do their own generic research and after 12 years and say your patent is up, you're done. Now we. There other companies can jump in and produce a generic version of the same drug, the A-B-rated. They all have to go through testing by the Man. FDA and have to be approved by FDA. And so after that, then the patient can afford that. Because some people don't have money. Some people don't have enough money to afford. For example, a few years ago, there was a problem with Epipen. Mm-hmm. Epipen is a, it's a medication that they use for allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. You have a prophylaxis reaction. So... And it was running out of it, right? So the person who produced that jacked up the price, went up to like twelve, twelve hundred percent. Oh wow! So I don't know if you remember, it had to go into the in front of Congress and testify and say, this you know cost so much money, and you people need it. You know? And like the
0: shortage was not artificial; like it was just like naturally there was like you know We're they, they couldn't enough. keep up.
1: They couldn't yeah. keep up with the demand. Right. Now, I think right now they have the generic available for that.
0: Yeah So yeah, yeah that'll do it You you jack up the price But 1200% Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean where's your heart People are dying
1: from this you know? Yeah
0: it's, just, it's weird Because like Everything comes down To shareholder value yeah. And like you know Exactly. So that that's that's what's driving everything. So that's I think it's an yeah. incentive yeah. issue with just the type of industry it is yeah. because it'll work out if you're making like dildos, who cares? You know? <laughs> right. You want to care about the you, know, you want to do all the best research and <laughs> price it in the best way to maximize shareholder value. That's right, yeah. Uh, have a lot of satisfied people using dildos
1: <laughs> and nobody's
0: going to complain, right? But if you're making like pharmaceutical drugs there's like kids fucking having having like uh, what do you call it? Epileptic attacks yeah. Uh, eating, like, because they, like, sniffed peanut butter yeah. in an airplane and you don't have an epidemic. Yeah. Yeah. See. It's crazy, man. Shit. Yeah. And, and I don't even know where, where you go from there. Is do you, like, the other extreme of it is you have, like, completely socialized healthcare where the government pays for everything, but then there's, like, an incentive to, like, break down. Do you buy that? Like, because that is a popular argument, right? Like, if you have just the government controlling uh, healthcare, uh, then 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 you wouldn't have incentives like pharmaceutical companies wouldn't have incentives to innovate and make new drugs so there has to be a healthy balance of, of government control but also like a free market ish yeah. type of uh, an environment which right now i don't think it is but w- what's your take on that
1: uh yeah i mean there's a lot of talks every four years during the election we talk about healthcare system you know, the insurance <laughs> and business socialized medicine um if you you have to look into other countries how why is that so successful So in Canada, they have socialized medicine, right? You go to uh, Northern Europe, like a Scandinavian country, they have public health care, social medicine. But now the thing is, you have to have high taxes, Mm -hmm. you know? So everybody will have to pay a lot of taxes. So then you can afford, so the government can afford to pay for for the social medicine. Uh, But you're right, though, there will not be any incentive in terms of competition. Yeah, because the capitalism is what we have here in America. Yeah, is a competition. Yeah, and so by socializing the uh, healthcare system, then there will not be any any competition. So the healthcare, the insurance companies will not have any anybody because everything will be done, run by the government.
0: The, like the single payer system. Yeah. That's what yeah. uh, they that's say
1: what when they,
0: they mean, they mean that. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, yeah. There has to be some sort of a blend, and I don't think there is like enough enough uh, like there, there isn't. I don't think there is an answer right now, yeah. obviously, because I think if there is an
1: answer, they, they, that would have been put right. in place. But it is complex. The, the, you're right, completely right, and um there got to be somehow some balance somewhere. And because um, right now, some people don't have insurance; they don't have access to insurance. You know, you. I remember when I was in college, I didn't have insurance, and I twisted my ankle playing basketball. So I had, I thought I broke it. I went to the emergency room, and it's high bill. Yeah. Know? It's and insane. So that can I didn't have insurance. But if it was somewhere else, let's say it happens in Denmark yeah. or you know, Sweden somewhere, it's already covered. So you just walk in and take you know get the care you need.
0: Yeah, and I think and just without trying to just like solve it, because I don't think again repeating myself, like I don't think there's like any immediate solving to be done. Yeah. It's a complex problem, but some sort of a baseline coverage, like everybody like gets like a baseline. Right. anything over that then you got to start paying so may- maybe that, uh, that that is like yeah—that that yeah. is a direction you want to look at yeah. like if somebody's I don't know man like if, if you have if you just broke your ankle broke your hand so that's critical like in in mm-hmm. the sense like maybe you know a few thousand years ago you wouldn't have died you know, and you could have just like you know it would just heal and you would be okay but that's not the kind of world <laughs> we live in right now yeah a so kind of setting a baseline maybe there's there's I something think, to
1: that yeah that might Solve some problems, you know, sort of like what Obamacare is about, you know, so the, the Obamacare is saying you know everybody must be covered, and for those who don't have insurance, you get a minimum coverage. you can afford it, you pay a little bit you know based on your status, yeah, based on your income yeah. and so I think that the idea you I know mean, Obamacare is still uh, needs a lot of work, but the idea behind it is everybody will have access to. To the medical care
0: Yeah by, by the end of it Obama was the one Who needed care Like that guy grew old Like in yeah. 8 years he, he was like a young Vibrant guy <laughs> Yeah and he's an old man now you Yeah see At the end of it He was like Morgan Freeman here <laughs> just <walking laughs> <Pretty
2: out. soon>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Yeah
0: It's It's So okay So there's this Like uh just One question I do have About this flow Right The flow The value chain If you may In the uh, In the healthcare industry Here Again, the point that is made is the check and balance for pricing is the pharmaceutical company who's making the product and they set the price. And the balance for that is the insurance company, you know, who whose best interest is to pay as, li- as little as possible. Mm-hmm. So, technically, that balance should work out. You know, why would the insurance company pay more than what they think, you know, this particular product or treatment was worth it? Even with that check and balance, what is the problem? Like... Yeah, are, are the insurance companies and the and the pharmaceutical companies almost in cahoots to say that, okay, yeah, let's let's just put this baseline so we can charge more premiums. Mm-hmm. We'll pay you a higher price. Everybody makes more money and, you know, fuck the little guy.
1: Is it that sinister? Just screw people, yeah. So those, those are the two people that control the how the pricing goes. And I don't know if you're taking any prescription medications. So the insurance company will say, Try this medication first before we can pay for the most expensive one. Oh wow! You know, Jesus. And so sometimes they were like, we can't cover for the brand name, but we'll cover the generic. The generic. So <laughs> they're maximizing the, <laughs> the benefits, but the generic may not work well for some people. Yeah. They need they need the brand name, but the insurance company will call. We're gonna have to pay. You're gonna have to pay high copay for this. Hmm. You know. Interesting. And so I think the insurance companies are the. The, the corporate behind this, how, why it things are so expensive.
0: Yeah, but like, wouldn't... So, they want to pay less in in that sense. Then, if they really want to pay less, wouldn't they hound uh, pressure these pharmaceutical companies to drive down the prices? Like, why is that not happening? That's the confusing part.
1: That, that's the, the competition portion of it. So... You have different insurance companies, Mm. you know, vibing for the same thing.
0: Ah, I see. It's a competition working in
1: the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's say when, when the brand companies have so much control over one product, so they set their price, that's all. Everybody pays that, right? So when it becomes generic available, now you have different competitions making the same thing. Right. Now the price from brand name is going to go down. Right. Now the brand name companies are not making any money so they come up with another one
2: <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> you know? and like even
0: with the patterns what I've also heard is they just make like a slight tweak just a little yeah. tweak doesn't yep. really change it's like large. you know how it works just make this little just, tweak just add some things in uh, there yeah
1: and then they so call it's it. like
0: a comedian it's like Carlos Mencia who's like takes a joke steals a joke from somebody and then Fakes just like changes <laughs> and if it's a joke about a lion he makes it about a tiger <laughs> and then calls it his own like it's that kind of a thing <laughs> going on right now
1: <laughs> I heard he's uh i I used to watch him back in, <laughs> back in the day but uh i've been hearing a lot of things that is, is stealing people jokes
0: yeah no i mean that's been going on what for like 10 15 years now that's yeah. the big big uh you know huh. everybody says he's he's a joke thief interesting Yeah, okay. he was pretty big right in the in the like the mid early mid 2000s he was like yeah. huge he was yeah, doing he was arenas big, and everything he had that show
1: the mind of yeah yeah mtv or, i mean uh, he's, comedy central
0: he's still touring and uh Mr. Mencia, if you're touring, if you're considering an Indian opening act for your show, I'm all available, and I don't think you're stealing jokes. This is just a disclaimer. (laughs) 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 That's interesting, though. Just patent they they change that. Like, shouldn't there be laws against that? Like, somebody needs to sit down. Like, there's obviously patent laws in the U.S. It's a pretty elaborate thing. But that's the loophole, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's without the patent laws, it would just be chaos. So. That's kind of a loophole. People go to try to maximize the profits. Uh,
0: how, how about how we how about we fill up the holes? <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Fill up the hole. Maybe you should do that. Get, get that job, <laughs> dude. I don't know, man.
0: I don't want any job. Like that's what I feel like. I just want to chill. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's but a stressful job. It yeah. is definitely stressful. Yeah. So there's doing there's like this all this patent fraud. But you said like some people like don't respond well to generics as much as they would to. Oh, no uh, brand, brand, name. Name. brand name. Yeah. What's the difference? Isn't like the active ingredient everything the same?
1: The active ingredient will be the same. Um, the inactive ingredient will change. Will right. Not be the same. Uh, there's sometimes the potency level. Okay. You know, they may not be equal. But that's why they say you know A B rated, not A B rated. So A B rated with the brand name meaning closed, you know, activity. So the, the idea behind it is cheaper price, active ingredient the same. And, you know, lower the cost. But some people uh, may not respond well to to genetics. Uh, Like the inactive ingredients kind of... uh They may screw things up. Mm. Or you may be allergic to something that is in the the inactive ingredient.
0: Like the inactive
1: ingredient, like the capsule or whatever, like the binding agent. Right. So like a, you know, transporting agent or something that will help the medication dissolve or, Mm. you know, stabilize the medication.
0: So, and is there like a different patent on like the the complete composition of active plus inactive? Why wouldn't uh, uh, a generic brand just make the make the exact same formula as as the brand name?
1: Uh, well, they, the the production of it is the same. The idea behind it is, you know, it should work the same way, right? Because when the medication in your body, it does this exact same thing. Supposed as to at name, least, yeah. Right? The birth medication's in there. Um, it's just that you know, the 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 potency level may not equal, may not be hundred percent equal.
0: Even if by by weight by mass it's the same, uh, you know, number, amount of milligrams of the active ingredient. still yeah. different.
1: Or or you know, you may have a different response based on your, you know, your biological function, your yeah. biochemistry.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes a lot of yeah. sense. But yeah, so l- l- now we are here, like you know. In, in july in the middle of a pandemic i don't know how many times that phrase <laughs> has been used you're in the middle of a global pandemic yeah. like global pandemic like you're already when you say pandemic you're implying it's global yeah saying, you know, yeah. saying global pandemic a little bit of tautology but that's my problem so that's right. not, yeah <laughs> and there's a vaccine coming uh, around supposed to be and that's the big question everybody's talking about the vaccine uh, we'll talk about the nuts. who like, think vaccines don't work, and they're like, you know, they're, they're evil, and Bill Gates is trying to kill you. We can talk about that in a second, <laughs> but just in general, what's going on with the vaccine from somebody who's actually knowledgeable and not just a jack-off at, at an open mic?
1: Well, yeah. So right now, there's a lot of competition with different companies fighting to come up with the vaccine. Um, in America right now, there's a company called Moderna. Moderna has got a lot of money from the government, so then they can focus on coming up with the vaccine. Now the the thing with vaccine is, so so far they I think they finished the first first stage. They're going to move on to the second stage pretty soon, uh, which means they they give the dose to fifty people. Okay, so the people who got the the actual vaccine produce antibodies right so they have to come up with the dosage so it was 25 microgram, 50 microgram, 100 microgram and 200 microgram so the 200 microgram caused side effects so they're going to drop that hmm. and the lower doses didn't work very well they didn't produce enough antibodies so right now the focus is on the 100 microgram dose so then they're going to apply that to you know more more people larger sample larger, size yeah sample size so and then if they still produce antibodies, then okay, we can come up with, you know, the last phase of it. Now, another question is, how long do antibodies last? You know, so you can maybe produce antibodies. For some people right now thinking you get the coronavirus, now you you get over it, now you've protected. Well, that may not be the case. Some people are getting it a second time. Yeah. More because the antibodies that you produce, the idea with vaccine is that you, your body is introduced to something, Right. And then you produce antibodies, then, in case you get exposed to it again, which means mimicking the virus. Yeah. So, but then if vaccines, uh, antibodies don't last very long, they only last two weeks, then it's, no, it's not worth it. So, you're, but, if you're exposed
0: again, then again you're caught with your pants down
1: again yeah. and you get it again, <laughs> it right? You get it again. <laughs> so, the question is how long can the antibodies last? And then, can we harvest the antibodies and use it? to make more, you know, vaccine. Yeah, and they're talking about like using plasma from people who already Probably have it. it that, yeah. That's different too, right? That, it, that's the idea behind it. Just the plasma is to, to get out the antibodies mm-hmm. that you already
0: produce. So that's the vaccine. Yeah. Like that's the only that's, source of a vaccine. There's no there's nothing that's being like, you know,
1: concocted in a lab. That, sure. That's what Moderna is working on. That's what mm-hmm. a lot of companies are working on is to come up with the vaccine they can get in the lab instead of harvesting people's plasma yeah and so but then again the thing with the coronavirus we have now is we don't know much about it Mm -hmm. and it's keep changing all the time that's part of the reason why this belongs to rna viruses you know so they keep changing and it's hard to come up with something that will be effective so the virus is like changing trying to
0: survive and trying to multiply as as fast as possible And they
1: change their what they call the nucleotide the amino acid sequence so if you change the amino acid sequence, you change the properties mm. of the protein that comes out. So, so it so changes the, pro- the reaction to any any drug or any yeah, antibody so, also. That's yeah. that was part of the reason we had issue with HIV, we couldn't find a medication that works really well because they keep mutating. Yeah. 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 And so
0: yeah. maybe we need better fucking antibodies than <laughs> um, the bitch <biggest>, ass weak ass <laughs> antibodies yeah, super, that we have.
1: Super antibodies. <laughs>
0: yeah interesting man like uh okay so that's going on so there's two sources here one like you know plasma from existing people that they're trying to use to extract the antibodies and then there's like a chemical uh formulation that is also going on that's working on yes yeah what about antiviral drugs like this is more after the fact like if you get it like an antiviral is gonna like go spot the virus and
1: like destroy it is that like fantasy or is that a real thing um we have there's a medication called remdesivir so, it's an antiviral. It's a broad spectrum antiviral, right? So, what it does is just neutralize the virus a little bit so then you, you don't stay in the hospital for too long. Hmm. So, you recover quickly, right? So, it's only available in the hospital. The antivirals that we have, for example, for um, like flu or so malaria, how, malaria uh, virus. Malaria is a bacterial. bacteria. Okay. Yeah. It's like a parasite mm-hmm. type thing. So, um, there's two ways to look at it. For example, let's take HIV for example, right? Um, the way it binds, the, the way it gets into your body, okay. So it binds to the white blood cells, mm-hmm. okay, CD four cells they call it that immune system. So there's a protein on those cells that HIV lands on, and then it jacks the RNA into inside the, the cell. Right. So there are medication that can that can block that landing site. So then the virus is just floating around in your body and not it's infecting dormant. anything. It doesn't, yeah. Like, yeah. It's dormant. It's there, but yeah. it can't do anything. Yeah. If they can't replicate, then they can't infect you. Yeah. So the problem is to is stop the replication. So by mm. blocking that site where they can land. But then they find out that their protein on... <clears throat> people came up with the way that, why can't we come up with a drug that can eliminate that protein on the CD4 cells? Mm. And we can come up with a drug that can wipe that out right? Because it's not doing anything on the CD4 cells. But oh, then so,
0: so you're going to eliminate the protein like in the human cell, in the white
1: blood cells? The the, the, the white blood cells, they have a protein on the side of it. Mm-hmm. That is like sticking out, a little little stick thing on outside of it. Then that's where the virus lands. So if you can get rid of that, come up with a medication that will dissolve it, mm. then the virus will not have a place to sit. Yeah, a little bit of right. a
0: backwards way of thinking about <laughs> things. But, you know.
1: but then we find out that that protein is available in your heart, it's available in your brain, is available mm-hmm. in some other places. So if you get a medication, mm-hmm. that will dissolve. <laughs> now you got more problem. Now you're like a vegetable just sitting there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or we can, you know, antivirals will get into the replication portion of the virus. So let's say you take it, and they bind into what they call um, the the trans, you know, RNA tr- uh, transcriptase. Which is the and um, it's an enzyme that helps produce more more uh, into proteins, mm-hmm. viral proteins. Mm-hmm. So if you can block that enzyme, then the virus will not have a way to produce itself. Right. So that's why we have some antiviral that work that way. And so, so there's a bunch of different ones that, yeah. that work. But with this coronavirus, there's nothing to seem to be working right now.
0: Yeah, that 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 yeah. does make sense. It's it's yeah. new and like. I mean so yeah so it's new and it's mutating like from yeah. from the last the first time it was discovered mm-hmm. to not so there's been like several mutations is that yeah. the running theory now
1: that's exactly what they're talking about they're saying that the ones the virus that came here first is not what we have now hmm. so they're saying but this is not even proven yet because okay, it's a still working, working theory <laughs> yeah. yeah initially there's a group of medication called arb ARS. those are the use for blood pressure medication mm. right so the Initially, when the virus came, people thinking, oh, this seemed to be working. People that are on those drugs seem to mm-hmm. be working. Why yeah. is that Why is that working for them? So then now is the that gone theory. Now we don't even talk about that anymore. <laughs> no mm-hmm. And so the focus now is on how we can come up with a vaccine. But people are rushing into it, like we're skipping different steps
0: yeah i guess there's a lot of pressures from different sources here so that's why like it
1: i mean i think there's there's rushing because they're Mm. maybe made to rush yeah and they'll moderna got tons of money from the government because you remember donald trump wants to uh, produce it quickly like get it done by the end of the year yeah but so there's a lot of pressure yeah you got tons of money why is the vaccine not ready yeah, only if you could just throw money at
0: the problem and solve it right, <laughs> that, right? sometimes it works, you know, like yeah. with a stripper, yeah, you throw money at her, you know <laughs> everything is solved, and but not could. with the virus <laughs> now she's your friend. <laughs> yeah, she's a <your> special friend. <laughs> yeah, like with lax- uh, with uh, vaccines, we would be remiss uh, if uh, we didn't talk about you know all there's like a lot of talk. I don't know what percentage of people believe this, but there's like a strong notion in in a particular you know, group of the populace that vaccines cause autism and it's a problem my body my choice like I, I don't think I'm gonna let the government inject yeah. a serum in my body like coming like without the political aspect of it just coming purely from a scientific ex- uh, point of view Gabe Beale you're the expert in house please tell us is there any truth even remotely to those claims that vaccines cause autism and should people be worried about going out and getting a vaccine
1: See, there are people that will advocate for vaccine not working and causing more problems. The parents that will not even vaccinate their children. Yeah. Now, people will have their own personal opinions, right? So my opinion is there's no evidence to support the fact that they cause autism, mm-hmm. right? So for me, I think it's really critical for people to get vaccinated, especially young children. Um, you prevent you prevent a lot of issues down the road. Yeah, um, you're actually protecting your kids for something else that that make you know hurt them. Yeah, you know? but if you're vaccinated, when I was a kid back where I grew up, you didn't get vaccination.
2: You
0: did not.
1: You did not. I didn't get vaccinated oh. until I moved to the city. Wow. And so in the countryside, in the villages, they, you know, I didn't. I think my my sister, my brother, they're older than me. Sometimes they would go around and vaccinate people when it's something big, something mm-hmm. like, like the plague or some mm-hmm. some that is going to kill so many people. Then they would go around and, and, and try to vaccinate yeah. They're people.
0: like, ah, it's only killing you know
1: half a million, so I think we can pass <laughs> on this yeah. one. Yeah, so I think the vaccines are really important, and there's I don't see any correlation between having vaccine and 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 uh, autism in children. Yeah. beautiful beautiful. i think like there's
0: a big uh, issue with a lot of people in the western world like in the united states north america even parts of europe Mm -hmm. who who have not seen like like actual like epidemics of diseases like malaria and polio like the last guy with polio in the u.s was probably before like world war ii or even before that i saw dudes with polio you know, mm. growing up, like, it's gone now from India. It's still there in, like, a few countries. Okay. But I saw dudes with, like, stumps for legs just, you know, huh. you know stumbling around. So, like, yeah. and, and there is, like, a, I think it's more visceral when you see somebody okay. who has that right, okay. disease, right? Like, you know, I've seen people with polio. Probably you've seen some people with polio back in the day. I don't know. Like, you've seen people with uh, with different diseases that right. uh, the Western populace has not seen. So, maybe that's why there's a thing of that. It's not real. I haven't seen it. Right. So vaccines
1: yeah. have like saved like a lot of lives. Seriously, yeah, and then you know, I, I feel like in in the country we live in right now, the United States of America, there's always somebody that is going to be opposing. Yeah, something. contrarian. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a an little antagonist somewhere yeah. around there. You know, when some let's take for example right now There's people fighting against wearing masks. Yeah. In public, I'm like, no, it's my choice. I'm gonna. that's feel like they just love to argue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's like even just from a logical consistency point of view Like it doesn't make sense It's like you can't tell me what to do in public But no, we all that's being told to you all the time right. You're required to wear pants in public You're required to stop at traffic lights right. Stop at stop signs no, Maintain the speed limit right. You can't take shit in the middle of the street Right there's all these things We yeah. already asked you to do So like There's like In terms of logical consistency It doesn't make sense Exactly the Mask yeah. is another thing here And I, I think it's just A matter of like Acknowledging evidence okay. And I know it's a pain in the ass Like I'll tell you It's a, Like and know I, I think everybody will agree It's a pain in the ass So I, And the problem also Is the other side Like you know People are like people who don't wear masks you're murderers you're killing people like that's a little extreme too it's <laughs> like kind of roundabout way yeah. contributing to like uh, an entire population widespread but you're not like going out and
1: murdering people yeah the thing is you know people are always not comfortable with a change yeah something new people now are talking about this is new normal and some people will not be okay with that with that change and you know for example you people used to not wear seat belts yeah it's a required no because you're saving your lives and like you said stop signs to take care you just know, take care take precaution so yeah. you don't hurt other people yeah, it's a rule
0: set that everybody like kind of uh, co-signs on right. yeah. and then everybody follows that right. just for like a normal functioning society yeah. and that's the that's what you give up like you are like in the strictest yeah. sense of the word you are giving up right. your right somebody's telling you what to do in a certain scenario yeah
1: would you accept that because it's reasonable? It makes sense, right? Yeah. It's just it's public courtesy. Yeah, exactly. You, you may not get sick from the virus. You may have it, yeah. But you give it to somebody who's going to give it to somebody who's going to die. So that's like in in China, for example, mm-hmm. everybody wears masks Yeah, it's a social. And, and if they see you without wearing a mask, it's like, so why? What's wrong? You know? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? So do it's that? the opposite. It's like, like
0: not wearing a mask is a social pariah Yeah 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 I don't know how I feel about that but uh, I guess they, they they're they so densely populated that they kind of have to do
1: that everybody's so much in yeah. closed spaces that's right yeah so that's that's a topic people can whatever you I wear masks when I go public, yeah, to public yeah I mean yeah
0: for that. sure man like if if you're just like in a store like that's that's mm-hmm. you just, just throw on a yeah.
1: fucking mask and, then, and there's there's people that are they're living by themselves you know they they have May other underlying conditions, so they what, they want to go to the store and buy some things, and then they run into somebody who's who's uh, carrier. If you're a true American, you spit in their face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you really hog a loogie right right into their face. Right. <laughs> Die bitch. <laughs> like a gun in your head. <laughs> yeah, damn man. Like this. Okay, this the other main. Like now, nah? big hot uh, issue with pharmaceuticals is, is the opioid epidemic right oh, yeah. and, uh, we're, we're going from one pandemic now you're talking about a different epidemic and i'll just tell you this okay for my hand like i was saying broke my hand i i i had Percocet prescribed mm-hmm. great fucking time yeah. um, I, I i agree it's, it's a, a great time, fucking time it's a good time but <laughs> you become dumb i got like dumber like by orders of magnitude yeah you know like i i just became like half the human i am is what i felt <laughs> you know i i i, I got percocet prescribed i took it like pain goes away you feel good mm-hmm. but with my friends i was playing pictionary with my friends you know like where you draw pictures yeah, yeah, and then yeah. i guess yeah. what it is i had to draw an onion okay i spent like 90 seconds sitting there i couldn't fucking draw an onion (laughs) (laughs) on (laughs) percocet i had no idea what's going on yeah i just kept drawing like a circle (laughs) for some reason started drawing a knife like i like my like brain wasn't firing at all (laughs) so it's a good time but yeah man it'll make you dumber that's what
1: i felt it it, it relaxes you and then you you know you somehow you feel so good and you want more of it yeah yeah it's addictive mm-hmm. in that
0: sense mm-hmm. so yeah before like just talking about the epidemic itself if you could like briefly tell us how does it work like how does it like alleviate pain like does it like alter your mind to like not recognize the pain not sense the pain is that the idea
1: yeah so the opiates uh let's say you were on percocet right Who? yeah <laughs> so percocet is a mix of oxycodone and uh, and tylenol yeah okay so they control the brain, the pain from the central nervous system. And so by blocking the pain center, then you don't feel the pain. So then that's when you become sleepy and tired and you feel euphoria or somehow, you know. Mm-hmm. And some people have different response to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's how people become addicted to it. You take away the pain, but now you feel relaxed and you feel good. Yeah. Right? So then for people with addictive personalities now they want more of it you know and that's just the beginning a lot of people that are overdosed from uh, opiates they never used it. they got it as a way to alleviate pain Mm -hmm. somehow they may get into accident or they got hurt somehow The, the doctor prescribed that now so right now there's a lot of restriction to those on those So right now, if you get hurt, they may not give you the Percocet. They may not give you another strong pain medicine. They want to give you Tylenol or Ibuprofen, or maybe the next step is something called Tramadol. And and if those don't work, then they can put you on Vicodin or Percocet. Um, But so that's how they get you. because They they control it from the brain to central nervous system.
0: Okay, so it's obviously a super addictive uh, substance and people take it and then they know they probably have other issues in their life and they yeah. want like an escape and they keep taking that and before you know it, you're hooked, you're hooked on,
1: it. on it. So like when you're stressed, you go drinking all the time Then that's not solving the problem. Yeah. You're just using an escape route. Just yeah, just go to get drunk and forget your problems. They don't go away. <laughs> yeah so apart from
0: be- it being like an addictive substance like so what happened in terms of over prescription that like a lot of people got hooked onto it so you you've probably lived through that uh in in terms of being in the industry so uh what what went wrong like because there's usually checks and balances for things like
1: this there was a over prescription on on the pain medications and there were some people in 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 florida some dentists they just Prescribing all that crap Of course Florida Where is it <laughs> right. come from And then on top of Also money too Because they cost A lot of money So I feel like When people are They exaggerate Their pain level mm-hmm. And so You go to the doctor office And say This is hurting it's, it's, What level are you They just make it so high Like you can't even move And anything mm-hmm. So okay Well Based on your pain level We're going to prescribe you this And then people just Lie about how painful something is, right? Yeah. So then, there's the fine lubles way to get to get the prescription, mm-hmm. and then physicians also at the time just prescribe it. They don't even ask questions. Yeah, so and here mean, we go.
0: So they have an incentive. Like I've I've heard theories about how there's an incentive for the physicians to prescribe certain opioids because of the pharma rep. I know, who's, who's, who's talking to them if they sell like a certain amount, they get yeah. like a trip to Tahiti, like what, all of those <laughs> things. That's also a factor. You're not
1: supposed to, but, yeah. you know, like you said, a little bit ago is the loopholes. Yeah, whereas. yeah, yeah. So if you can benefit from something, you're going to find out loopholes to, to screw things up. Yeah, they can't wire you
0: money, but they can send
1: you to like a conference yeah. in Hawaii, like or, that kind know, of a thing. give you a gift card or, <laughs> you know, say we'll take you here and there. and there. There will be always some people that will abuse the system. Yeah, know what I mean Um, but at the same time you have to understand that as a physician or as a pharmacist also this product must be regulated you can't just over prescribe things and as a pharmacist myself our job is to make sure that we fill the prescription properly Mm -hmm. to make sure that whatever is prescribed is the right thing that we give to the patient and if the prescription is coming from the legitimate prescriber, a lot of time we'll okay. But, if you're writing too many of those, like a lot of them with high quantity and pretty frequently, you know, well, something not right here. You know? So that's when we kind of like become the police of um, the opioids. So you can't dispense this anymore. Like
0: the pharmacist like Yeah, the step pharmacist
1: in. would say, no, we can't prescribe. You can't dispense this anymore. There's too many and something not right. Because that could be street values because people yeah. will get it and sell it on for ten dollars for a pill. lot of money yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so you kind of have to combat that as well
0: so how how different is is and you know like a porcuset or any oxycodone like uh, i don't know if i'm I'm classifying them correctly how similar or different are they from like
1: actual heroin um well so heroin is a class one right okay so the high it has severe high addictive property to it and percocet oxycodone uh, fentanyl those strong um opiates belong to class two mm-hmm. so and then you know it goes class three and class four and
0: five yeah like chemically though chemically how how different are they just like not getting too technical but uh, it's, is it like similar because that's what I heard that's basically giving people heroin like is that there's some truth to that or is yeah, it exaggeration if you combine certain things ah. we will get the feeling Oh of the heroin <laughs> ladies and gentlemen get your notepads <laughs> out take notes please
1: and so but yeah if you combine different classes that will make you have the heroin fail type thing. Mm. Right? So I'm not going to tell the, the, the Dude, names. Dude, come of the on. Class. <laughs> You can't leave us hanging like that. And so, but then you become addicted to that. That's, mm. You know, cause serious issues. Okay. And so like right now, so like what I said, my job is to make sure that I, I, I dispense the right thing. And then if I see three different classes of medication that will combine and give you that for the heroin effects, mm-hmm. then we'll get like, no, you can't do this. Yeah. That's when we'll tell the doctor, you hey, know, listen, this is not a good combination, and we should do it this way get rid right. of one of this drug and give something different. Mm. That way, people don't have that the heroin effect. Yeah, you're and the superhero
0: here, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, you're the one with the, without the cape, the pharmacist <laughs> is a superhero.
1: And then, um, so the chemically, it's just the way they work. Is the way they bind to the receptors in your brain some will bind and you have a strong response and some will bind and not last very long mm. right so i don't know how heroin affect people i of attacking myself no. <laughs> <Just checking. laughs> but i just understand that it has a strong effect on people that detect it yeah that that, that definitely makes sense so just with this whole the
0: opioid epidemic there's in the last year, at least, uh, I've seen in the news a lot of class action lawsuits mm-hmm. going around. Yeah. I don't know if you're you're aware of like what's going on with that. Have you have any like heads turned like you know? Has have people been you know held accountable yep. to what happened? Who's in the who's in the biggest pile of doo doo right now?
1: So there, um, there's been cases been settled with this. I think it was in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and um, I think Johnson and Johnson and there was also Merck
0: maybe yeah. is Merck pharmaceutical Mark is well.
1: yeah I think the case that I heard was Johnson & Johnson we're we gonna get libel I'm gonna get like a letter <laughs> from somebody
0: from Merck <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um, but also the physicians that were fine you know some clinics in the hospital that were also fine because what they was doing is that they were just over prescribing and without any any regulation you know so people just go to certain clinics or certain doctors. They prescribe all these medications.
0: Yeah, like a ma- medical marijuana card. Yeah. Like, oh, my stomach hurts, and yeah, they just and give the you a card. Kpt,
1: yeah. So so when people start dying from this overdose, right? And so the government is like, hey, something not right here. The local officials in the states, like, what is happening, right? So they find out just taking too much, too much of that. Mm-hmm. So if you limit, if you limit the amount of pills you give to somebody and you say this this is it for the next ninety days. Mm-hmm. So if you're actually using that for pain, you're gonna be careful, right? So you're not gonna just take them all at the same time. Yeah. Right. So then they restrict whether you want the per- percocet, they'll give you Tylenol, high dose of Tylenol. Or they give you tremadol mm-hmm. something that is a little less you know, less yeah. less, less addictive. So that's that's what's happening right now. So to combat that problem, yeah. So I, people have been all accountable. There've been clinics have been fine. There's doctors. There. I think there was a dentist here in Phoenix that also got got in trouble. Yeah. Because prescribing those.
0: Yeah, that's on that level. But I, I I'm I'm sure there's going to be you know more uh, more I guess action directed towards like the actual companies, yeah. the pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. and conglomerates. That'd be interesting to see. How that yeah. plays out but it's, i'm sure it's in everybody's minds now like people would be like way more skeptical to just like prescribe yeah. anything yeah
1: uh, and so i think they they want to come up with a national database where they keep track of how many how many pills you get as a person so yeah. huh. if you get into that database let's say you fill a prescription for 200 tablets of percocet at walgreens mm-hmm. and then tomorrow you get another prescription from somebody else and Mm. you take it to cvs and try to fill it there then the national database will show up and say you get 200 yesterday or last week and now you try to get 150 more you know so so, right so
0: right now though you can't do that because uh there there isn't a centralized database of who's like keeping tabs on people's so there's there's nothing like that
1: there's there was one recommendation where we can do that then there's privacy issues there's like uh
0: you know there's that too right yeah. you have got to comply with what do they call it Shit, I forgot the name but there's like a lot of data security uh mm-hmm. the HIPAA HIPA, yeah, yeah. HIPAA yeah. HIPA, like there's there's a lot of that too yep yep so just prescription right you're talking about prescription people over prescribing opioids you know and that and you know, a lot of people have a good time some people you know <laughs> keel keel over and die and die uh, me, yeah all of that is happening, but there's another type of overprescription that I've heard in, a, be, be in, the, uh, in the news and in general conversation is overprescription of antibiotics. That's right, yeah. So yeah. people say people you just give people a lot of antibiotics for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And they take that, and then before you know it, those antibiotics are not effective anymore. So that's also a problem. Can you speak to that, what's going yeah. on with that in the U.S. and maybe even globally?
1: I think it's a big issue... In terms of preventing future problems, for example, uh, like what they call superbug, mm-hmm. and right now there's some parts of the world that some some uh, anti-malarials don't work because they've been overprescribed. Yeah, and when you t- when you just give antibiotic to people, you cause you know bacterial antibiotic resistance because now the bacteria will be smart enough and know how to combat, you know, how to fight, come up with a way to not be responsive to that antibiotic. So, you, so when I was in college, I did, um, I, was, I was working on a research at the neuroscience lab, come up with um, tetracycline, it's a group of antibiotics uh, resistant to certain bacteria mm. in the lab. And so that's the same thing you apply in public, you give too many people antibiotics all the time you're going to create this superbug that people are afraid of now what are you going to do when there's they're all resistant to all the antibiotics we have then we have a problem like the virus we have <laughs> nothing can treat it yeah so there's a there's, there's a program so like a progress that we people try to put into place right now is to decrease the amount of antibiotic that we prescribe and only prescribe when you actually so, absolutely necessary
0: yeah, and yeah. that's so there is there any impact from the food supply like there's talks about oh there's antibiotics that you give to livestock and and chickens and poultry and all of that and that is now in in the system and there's people eating that food so now they are like yeah. resistant to antibiotics like this comedian i don't remember whose joke it was like a really funny joke is like don't remove antibiotics from chicken like you know that's the only I don't have healthcare that's the only source of antibiotics for me I go to McDonald's every time I have a fever like
1: that chicken wings yeah Um, but yeah it's it's a big problem too with the uh, farming industry that they use antibiotics on you know to protect the cows and chicken and pigs and things like that and then you know people talking about that that may cause resistance as well like you're right so you give you inject chicken's with and you know tetracycline for example or something else right what about the bacterial they will be exposed to that mm. and then you end up having mm-hmm. a, a something else that's y- going to you're cost. basically giving like the bacteria training
0: ground like yeah. you're getting, putting it through like a training camp to get ready <laughs> that's right. to fight the
1: antibiotics and then as soon as they come come with really a super bug they jump right into human population and boom before and you, you know it you're problem. working from home for five months <laughs> yeah <laughs> even right now in China they they kind of start banning this uh, wet market where mm-hmm. they're selling live animals yeah and and I think that's part of the reason we have the virus here in the country right now is to come from that part of
0: yeah for sure yeah. yeah the wet market they say they closed them like when it happened in 2003 then yep. they opened it back up again because right. there's pressure from those local you know whatever yeah. communities because mm-hmm. that's their thing like that's what they do they they eat snakes yeah they put they're, they're uh, with say, chopsticks hey, like of, what are you gonna do you
1: know. it's yeah a, it's a big problem
0: yeah. yeah and we're talking about like you know just talking more globally uh, we're talking about uh, drug patents and all of that it becomes even more complex when it becomes a global issue. Because right. I know like in India, there's like a lot of uh, patent violation. People just make uh, drugs. Yeah. Uh, there's like big companies that that kind of sense an opportunity. Uh, so they like, I'm not certain like how they get away with it. They've land, landed in trouble too. But hmm. before the patent is up, they start making generics. Right. And that's an issue too. Uh, so like you said it is a problem like even just if united states was like just in isolation but it's like a global world you know you make things all over the place yeah
1: like even here in america right now you get some of the medication from india yeah for sure yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so and on top of that also cheap labor and people you can make the same quality of drugs somewhere but it's cheaper to do and you make tons of money over here yeah same same
0: same reason why you know 99% of everything that we use is made in china so it's more economically viable yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, but uh, there's this whole aspect of making drugs in china too like they were talking about uh, that the u.s has a large dependency on china for even drugs critical drugs and they're trying to change that because it's mm. almost like China's is your quote-unquote enemy. I don't know how people classify that. Like, you know, <laughs> there's like such strong trade. Yeah. But they're, they're your enemy, but they're
1: making your drugs. Right. And then I think that there was an issue when there was an economic war going on between China and the U.S. Yeah. And so, you know, the President Trump would say we're going to put tariff on Chinese products. And the Chinese say, okay, we're going to do the same thing. But mm. we get a lot more of our supplies from China than we give to them so economically it's, they control the money they actually control what Oh we
0: yeah 100% need. and
1: you get a lot of things from there
0: like the the only resort i think the us has is okay so there's this huge dependency on China just for like day-to-day function, like right. everything. Hmm. Even if you make the drugs in America, you probably like the the machine that's making the drugs is
1: probably From, made in China. In China. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. like
0: there's no end to this, yeah. and I don't even know like how we got to this point. But that's a that's a different. Yeah. discussion even yeah. so there's like this huge dependency on china so like only way the u.s can get out of this is like bomb china
1: or something that's only <laughs> yeah but then you're gonna run out of supplies yeah you're gonna run out of supplies <laughs> yeah
0: you want to like just clear the ground and start yeah. start start all over again and that's
1: that's a big topic that when there's election year people talk about we're gonna bring our back back job you know yeah bring all the jobs back and so well, you're going to bring all the jobs back then you're going to hire a lot of people with a high price and a lot of money it's cheaper to do it somewhere
2: yeah
0: that's the thing like if you if you're like willing to pay five times as much for everything that you buy mm-hmm. yeah let's let's do it i don't think people are this is like again you can't put you know the genie back in the bottle like right. it's out now yes if something costs three dollars you're not going to pay 15 for that right it's not it's not exactly. happening so then that's how, like, the, the, just the general forces of uh, economics and mm-hmm. just market forces work. It'll go and, like, find this, this point to settle on yeah. whatever the maximum, like, lowest possible prices.
1: And then people right now are skeptical about the quality of drugs that are coming from China. Oh, wow. So, but there's are still FDAs testing it.
0: It's yeah. not the FDA yeah. is not.
1: And so, you know, when we find, let's say, for example, the Chinese will say, well, let's say you want to make a door. Okay, the Chinese will will make you a door, right? And will make you a door with this price. And let's say you want a door that costs fifteen bucks, for example. And the China, okay, we'll make a door that costs fifteen dollars, but it's not going to last very long. Yeah. And then you got to pay fifty dollars for a door that will last a little bit longer. So that's just the strategy they have. And now people are thinking, hmm, the the thing we get from China may not be good enough. Because we you buy shoes from China, you buy your little clothes. They they done in few months. They not. It's, they don't last very long. Yeah. So then that's what they are thinking. maybe the drugs they get from China. Mm. Are not as
0: good. But Gabe, I think it's evolved even more from that. Like that was the case. That was the the trope, right? The cliche that oh, this is Chinese made. Like it's not gonna last. Yeah. All of that, but now like everything is made there. Even high quality stuff like like, oh, yeah, like yeah. Nike yeah. shoes, but that's that's, Jordans, that's, like, that's a I, myth that yeah.
1: people have is. Anything from China is not going to last very long, but, you know, that's what people are thinking. Man, the, the corona coronavirus is lasting for
2: <laughs> quite
0: a while now. <laughs> so, it's causing a lot of chaos. Yeah, it's made in China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, interesting. And even over-the-counter drugs, people, like, I've even heard theories, and probably not from people who are in the industry or qualified, that none of them even work, really. Like, it's 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 just like a band-aid for a little bit, but none of those really work. But they're like polluting people's uh, you know just biochemistry and their and yeah. their just general health and it's like the the cost benefit uh, is not even there it's just yeah. causing you more harm than it's doing
1: good there are there are some uh, products over the counter that are not regulated by fda you should say it's on there mm-hmm. like some of these natural products that people claim that they they help you with your brain function and all that stuff there's no studies to back that up Hmm. and they're not regulated by fda
0: somebody certify them like there's probably independent certification
1: yeah uh american pharmacopoeia Mm -hmm. uh, that will they would follow these standards and then if they meet that standard they're okay it's good but they're not regulated by fda now there's some over-the-counter drugs that are approved by fda that used to be prescription drugs So now the safety level is good. So the reason why some drugs are you have to get through a prescription or you get it over the counter is because the safety and quality Mm -hmm. level. So, for example, um, the Tylenol, 325 milligrams, over the counter, right? You can get it over the counter. But the high dose of ibuprofen, 800 milligrams, is too high of a dose. It can't be over the counter. The 200 milligrams is over the counter. You can just take four of them yeah you can do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so the the safety level has been determined that it's safe for the public to use mm-hmm. without being monitored by by a clinician yeah and so those are regulated by FDA yeah but there are some just bunch of sup- supplements out there that just will cause your liver problems uh, you
0: know? yeah dude like the <laughs> big one like which i used to use mm-hmm. this is what i an- inherited from from my lineage for being indian and yeah. maybe because of my poor food choices too <laughs> i have like really bad heartburn right yeah. and uh i used to take zantac okay. for the longest time right yeah. and then i see this thing in the news it they're like oh yeah it's it's uh, the it's recalled uh, it's being recalled it's mm-hmm. being pulled out because uh there's, like, some traces of carcinogens in it. Yeah, they can cause cancer. I'm like, yeah. dude, sometimes I have a heartburn so bad, I rush to the, the medicine cabinet. I'm like, fuck it, dude. I'll, I'll take my chances <laughs> with cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Just Give me 300 milligrams of yeah. ranitidine stat. So, Zantac works for you? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. that It works like a charm. Like, yeah. I take preemptively. Like, when I'm, like, planning to gorge. you know yeah, like really. pre, I do, like, a
1: preemptive strike.
0: But what I'm about, not in the last few months.
1: What about uh, Prilosec? Prilosec doesn't work?
0: Oh, is that, like, Pepsi no. I guess
1: it's, it's What's the so Zant- Zantac is a H2 inhibitor they call it the H2 inhibitor which means they, it blocks the antihistamine mm-hmm. the hydrogen from coming into your stomach uh, uh, Prilosec uh, and other what they call PPIs mm-hmm. they block the acid production they mm. block the excretion of the proton which means that hydrogen proton in your stomach that it decreases the acid you know
0: so that's probably better you're saying like more direct well, to the point kind given, of given uh, given what's happening right now <laughs> with the cancer <laughs> <laughs> so i would switch
1: to prilocyc <laughs> what's
0: the brand name for that or the the, the, the brand, it's prilocyc but it's Prilosec. called omeprazole omeprazole mm. you
1: can get over the counter too. the load i think 200 milligrams yeah what's pepsid
0: i think pepsid is that.
1: Pepsid it, yeah it's also like it Zantac? belongs to the entire group. Yeah. Oh, God damn. So there's, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. You can take Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Pepsi right now, I think there's nothing wrong with it. With Before the they Zantac, know, the ranitidine that is what causes. <laughs>
0: Dude, that that like I, I, shit, man. I shouldn't. I've been taking like ranitidine for like a good yeah. like six and eight years. Even.
1: the thing is, uh, it, I, I don't know. Maybe the chances of getting cancer from it is very small. Yeah, but it's they just find out the potential of getting a cancer there.
0: So then they they pull it they, out. To, yeah, uh, just to like at least
1: like save face, like that. Hey, we are, we are taking action. We are doing yeah. something. Yeah, going do something about it and do some more studies and see find out if it is actually the one causing cancer. Yeah, or if we can fix it and get rid of whatever the carcinogen that is in there and reformulate it again
0: yeah like the whole unregulated world i'm pretty sure zantac was regulated right Um, it used
1: to be prescription prescription it used to be
0: oh uh Mm -hmm. uh, so just going from there you know you're talking about unregulated uh, things that are sold over the counter supplements are a big one right like that word even is so like broad yeah. everything is a supplement you can supplement anything with anything it's like it's like mm-hmm. a genius marketing stroke to call it supplement It's very positive yeah oh you're doing something why not supplement, supplement it you know, it helps your body. yeah it's just, just a little bump up <laughs> just just a little you know <laughs> yeah. turn the knob a little, 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 right. little yeah so it's that's a very right. nice word so whoever did that was a that's genius
1: marketing strategy
0: yeah so mm-hmm. but that's like a wild wild west like you know this protein powder protein shakes then yeah. you got your like you know protein bars and then you have like Vitamins, multivitamins, and B twelve and omega threes and all of that. That's the so. What's your take on that? Like, do they work? And like, I mean, that's a broad statement, but this is what kind of regulation is going on there?
1: See, those are uh, there's a lot of supplements out there that some people just make, and they say this will help you do this. If you listen to commercials, they will get tell you all the positive things about it, right? and then at the end they're like okay this is not regulated by FDA <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? so you're taking risks on your on your own you, can you can't hold them accountable even if something happened you can't sue them now because they didn't go through the whole testing strategy it's because
0: either. they like cleared it up like ahead yeah, they of time they're it like it's on them. you yeah wow. so
1: fine writing somewhere on the bottles and some people think they work for them mm-hmm. I mean I thing is a psychological Placebo. trick yeah yeah and so that would placebo effect. Um, I don't really take supplements, mm-hmm. and I just don't think they work.
0: Yeah, like pe you don't think like just like multivitamins. People say, oh, it's insurance like against like you. You eat a healthy diet, but just take a one multi every yeah. day, and that'll cover you. I and think, anyway, maybe take omega threes because you know yeah. brain function, heart yeah. function, that kind of thing.
1: I think those those will have positive to some degree. You know, multivitamins, for example and it will depend on how many vitamins are in there and I, rec- I sometimes recommend vitamins to people mm-hmm. and long term wise, because vitamins are sort of like this source of energy for your body, mm-hmm. right, your body needs the vitamins to function Yeah. and so I, I'm i okay, I'm comfortable with multivitamin people taking those um, it's just the, all the extra stuff that I'm not really sure of, you know, they say oh, they will help you with memories, you're going to improve your brain function
0: yeah like nootropics that,
1: that's yeah. a big thing
0: people take nootropics exactly they, like, yeah
1: what they something what they call a Prevagen, Prevagen yeah. is helps a you to helps
0: your neurons fire yeah. faster I don't even know if, <laughs> like on a biochemistry it level it was
1: somehow yeah
0: yeah yeah that, I'm not sure about that but yeah but it's a, it's a big industry though multi-billion mm. hundred probably yeah. hundreds of billions of dollars a lot
1: of people got into that business and opening their supplement stores and people get it People buy yeah. that stuff They don't I, have to go to the doctor You can just walk in and get. Some yeah drinks.
0: I do take omega 3's Because I feel like You know I don't know I mean That is an essential Like I mean Essential fatty acid That yeah, you need to get From your fish diet Fish oil yeah. yeah Yeah so I take like An algae version of it Okay uh, Doesn't taste as disgusting As a fish oil <laughs> Yeah um, So But remember
1: that that used to be A prescription too That used to omega. be prescription Right now no. they have The high dose of it they call huh. omega-3. So it's a fish oil. Yeah, it's probably and like for people who... So are they trying to treat something with that? It helps you with the triglycerides, like uh, mm-hmm. fatty acid. It helps you with the fat in your system.
0: So yeah, if you have high triglycerides... Uh, you can
1: you take that, omega-3. It's supposed to help, sort of like fish oil. It helps, supposed to decrease the cholesterol level.
0: Yeah, and just it's just a thing of... You can't eat a perfect diet. That's not even like you know possible, right? No, like, no. how do you get like the right amount of omega-3 fatty acids and omega-6 fatty acids, and See, that converts to EPA, DHA? Like, how do you even like In manage America,
1: it? everything is processed. A processed food. Mm-hmm. So everything is just like is polluted with something. The food that we eat, like you said a little bit ago, you inject antibiotic into food, and you know to the livestock, and then ultimately end up to be um, they end up to be All polluted So Fresh fresh fish mm-hmm. Fish has all the The amino acids That you need I eat a lot of fish Back You know In Africa Things are fresh We mm-hmm. eat a lot of vegetables And you know um, Fruits and things. That's fresh Organic Nothing mm-hmm. messed with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like here in America It's difficult to do Because you get all the snacks and, and And you get Processed food Already have things in them and it's yeah. hard to ca- come up with a balanced diet.
0: Yeah, I mean there's some advantages I guess to processing food. You can get more calories and like there's like there's no malnutrition, you know, right. you can cover like the basics. You right, can just yeah. cover enough so that people are not malnourished. You can make food at a cheaper cost so of like, people can consume more calories and you know so there's right, like yeah. people are people have way more access to food right now.
1: I think that was the idea behind it is to to add some extra things there that people can then you don't have to worry about you know being malnourished mal- mal- or lacking certain um, certain certain you know vitamins that yeah. your body needs
0: and then before you know it now you have like you know Oreos cookie stuffed brownies <laughs> between <laughs> chocolate chip cookies and then people <laughs> are going wild that's right yeah yeah. yeah, but I think it's just hard, like they, because these these scientists who are sitting down and making these foods hyper palatable, right? Like they they're just like they're basically uh, I guess doing fMRI scans and like trying yeah. to figure out what parts of your brains light up <laughs> when you eat a certain thing, and they can just tweak it just, just right. Like you, bit, yeah. Hey, you do that with drugs. They're doing that with oreo cookies and just like making it like as as perfect as possible. Yeah,
1: maybe you should come up with something like that. If you yeah. can come out with a protein bar that will do that, you, you uh, yeah? you'd be good. Oh, yeah? you will be a gold, man. Yeah, the, I think the problem is, like,
0: like a lot of those ingredients, like, they suck. <laughs> 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 You're using, like, aspartame and artificial sweeteners and yeah. stevia. All that sucks. Like, you can't, like, it's as hard to, like, general, generate that yeah. palatability. So, but, yeah, that is interesting. Sit down with a, with a few, uh, I don't know who you need. You need a chemist. You'll, you'll need well, a you need a chef. You
1: need somebody that will... Uh, analyze the chemistry in the lab yeah. and try to come up with what is what is good
0: Gabe, so. okay, i think we're onto something here <laughs> 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 yeah it's interesting man like and there's like so there's supplements that's the that's the bane of the the western world but like if you go east there's eastern medicine like that's like a different type of quackery like there's like some ancient medicine ancient wisdom has some some weight to it but uh, there's other things, there's things like homeo- homeopathy and, homeopathy and medicine, yeah. Uh, yeah. there's Ayurveda, which is, you know, like Vedic, Hindu, like you know ancient wisdom. They say there's a lot of uh, good things out of that you can extract. But there's a lot of quackery, too. There's East- Eastern, like Chinese medicine. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's like, you know, uh, local, like tribal African uh, traditions of, of
1: medicine. Yeah, I mean, I think you'll find that. In a lot of places, like you said, Eastern medicine. I'm sure in India they have things like that, right? Oh yeah, that's it's yeah. like acknowledged. You can do a
0: degree too. You can get a degree in Ayurveda. Right, yeah. You can get a degree in homeopathy too.
2: Okay,
0: yeah. yeah. i probably have friends who have, who have like who are doctors, but they are homeopathic doctors. Right. But they say like it doesn't even work. Like doesn't make sense. Like, do you have any uh, any knowledge of like what's what? because that's that's also a trend right people say you know we, we gotta look at the ancient knowledge ancient knowledge is good which is not i don't think it's necessarily true ancient people didn't know shit like they're living in huts <laughs> no. dude you live in like a 34 story uh, yeah. apartment
1: i think the the idea behind that is the holistic approach mm. and then I think that's the homeopathic medicine is that's that's their doctrine is mm-hmm. the holistic approach look at the human body as a whole yeah. instead of two to one at a time one little pot yeah that makes sense so that is that that's the policy that the, the way of approaching the medicine mm. they have mm. so I think that works if you're like
0: you know doing it uh, you know a priori like ahead of time it's more preemptive mm-hmm. but after the fact dude if you if you're like you know cholesterol is high your triglyceride numbers are high right you're not looking at holistic <laughs> you want to get that gunk you out get, of you there get to
1: chuck, yeah you gotta fig- figure that out that uh, first yeah so, so I think that's when you combine the two, you know, for those people that believe in a holistic approach, like you know, homeopathic medicine or Eastern, Eastern medicine, a traditional way of fixing things, then when things don't work, that's when you kind of like combine with the traditional medicine, like what we have here. Yeah. I know some people in Africa too that don't go; they may not go to the hospital. They mm-hmm. want to go to the the village doctor yeah the medicine is it like a, man, shaman? Call it. Yeah, no. a shaman yeah he's
0: shaman. Yeah, shaman our shaman is Wolf Brown that's <laughs> <laughs> right he's brown a shaman. shaman shame on him. <laughs> but yeah that's an aside too. yeah that makes sense but like you 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 know you mentioned regulation so many times here that shit is not regulated though I mean I don't want to like offend anybody by calling it shit but yeah. there's a not, not a lot of empirical evidence backing and backing those those methods
1: yeah, no, it's just a old it's an old belief. I think that's what it is. It just the old traditional ancient medicine supposed to be you know, working. I don't know. It's not I don't think it is. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, maybe it does too.
0: Like, you know, there's 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 chances something works because it's come out of some sort of experimentation but it's not mm-hmm. designed and it's not there's no scientific method that has been applied to it to do that. Because see right now in India there's like these these guys like there's this guy who's like a yogi. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he, he's a yogi, but he has like a lot of product, obviously. Okay, okay. And he's his essentially a multi-millionaire, if not a billionaire. Not a billionaire, probably like, probably his his whole entire empire of supplements and and, and ayurvedic medicines is probably in the to the tune of like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Pretty rich guy. Wears like an orange robe. Okay. He does yoga and he's like you know he promotes uh, ancient medicine and ancient health. Right. He just came up with a thing that says, "Oh yeah, I came up with a cure for the coronavirus. It'll work. <laughs> okay. Just take this little, uh, like this concoction. Yeah. Uh, take this for three days, seven days. You'll okay. be fine. You'll be cured. Because and the, their example is my my friend got cured. Okay, now that's an anecdote. There's no there's no like nobody's testing that. Nobody's putting that to the test. Right. At at you know if it's all herbal and there's no side effects, at worst nothing is going to happen. But okay. if there is something you know that, that people that are valid. yeah why not but no there's the opposite of that too is what I was saying like if there is something that will harm somebody
1: yeah somebody should be looking into that <laughs> eh? well, yeah definitely yeah and then like you said you know it's it's not regulated right mm-hmm. n- nobody is responsible for whatever happens that's his idea <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned yogi I listened to this guy um, what's his name he's from India too he goes around the world and then Sadhguru Sadguru. That's yeah. It. yeah I listen to him and he has a very unique perspective on things very yeah. interesting guy and really smart dude really yeah yeah he's, he's, he's definitely a yeah. smart
0: guy he's, he's got like really good philosophy about things yeah he's got a bias which you know which kind of irks me like he has this like bias of how again the same thing of how eastern and ancient is good yeah which like just strictly logically speaking that's not necessarily true like how do you know that right uh, it's just it's just his internal bias that comes in, and he says like he says everything. You know, there's 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 good explanation, and he's very uh, articulate. The mm-hmm. way he speaks, mm-hmm. he speaks in a certain tone, right, so he'll yeah. soothe you in. He yeah. has the beard and the whole thing. He's sitting like at uh, on a stage, and everybody's right. like below down below. <laughs> so there's a lot of like illusion around it. So you put him in, so he's like in that space. Yeah, he's smart also. He's witty. Mm-hmm. He shuts down. All that is good. But I think I'd be very skeptical to filter things that he says. Yeah. You
1: know, I listen to him on uh, some of the shows on YouTube and things. And he has a very unique way of seeing things. And uh, I find out that he he, he drinks milk with, uh, with cobra venom. Really? Yeah, he takes the venom. Interesting. And put it in his milk and drink it. Oh, God. And so I've seen him on videos playing with cobras. And he was like, they're not gonna bite you if you're not if you respect them. You're not afraid of them. I'm like I don't know, man. Yeah, that's not how it works. Like the the reptile
0: is like almost a lower form of life in the sense of its cognitive ability. Right. I don't think it's reciprocating
1: how you behave. <laughs> yes, uh, I just like, man, I don't know if you can. I'm never gonna drink milk with venom. Yeah,
0: no. as as a pharmacist, no nonetheless, yeah. yeah.
1: I've done. Went, my one of my projects in college was uh, snake venoms, snake treatment. You know, treatment mm-hmm. and bites. It doesn't happen much here we, in America. They have snakes here. Yeah, they Texas, do.
0: Arizona, New Mexico. America. They don't
1: have the, the deadly snakes like we do in in India or mm-hmm. in Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, and so but um, it's interesting to listen to Sadhguru talk about you know the meaning of life, the marriage, the Western yeah. how why people get divorced so much in America yeah. versus in India, and what is the meaning of you know pre marital sex and all that stuff the lifestyle in america mm-hmm. is very different than in in, in india but it's kind of like going that way now
0: Yeah. yeah it's getting modernized westernized yeah there's more access to resources there's more disposable income yeah. so people want more freedom right that's what it comes down to more individual freedom individual okay. thought individual liberty right and that's why uh, things are like the the way they are in the u.s because each person has yeah, their, their own rights. yeah they have their own rights they're their own person they think for themselves right but like in countries like india and i'm i don't know how much about ethiopia but if it's like a community type of living you're thinking about the community yeah you follow the
1: tradition you follow yeah. the culture
0: so even if it is at at the expense of the individual uh, so the, as long as the community as a whole is is better mm-hmm. off so there's like trade-offs on both sides yeah and that's what i was saying like you got to be careful with like somebody like a sad guru because he obviously has uh, an ulterior motive if you want to call it that type. He, he has a philosophy he has a thought mm-hmm. which is backed in certain tradition and that's what he's speaking from okay yeah about very nebulous things general philosophy i like him you know he, he's 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 got good philosophy but then when it comes down to some, like, really practicable things mm-hmm. that you can, like, actually apply in your life, I'm like, dude, yeah, I got I to back off right now. Like, the snake venom thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like right. a crazy, like, he's probably not recommending it, but it's like a crazy thing to show to yeah, people. Yeah. Like, what's the point of that? It's the so whole, weird. Yeah, the whole marriage in, in uh, the institution of marriage in India versus the U.S., there's, like, 50%, 60% divorce rate in the U.S., maybe even more, mm-hmm. and, like, 4% divorce rate in India. Right that's not necessarily a good thing though and I have a joke about this too like I say uh, you know they think arranged marriages are the reason why there's low divorce rate in India but it's actually the thing is nobody's arranging the fucking divorces that is the problem <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: you
0: know, I just it's people yeah. like really just living in really bad marriages yeah, and like, then, dude, what am I gonna do? Like, they don't have the autonomy, they yeah. don't you know they, they're they, stuck
1: in unhappy marriage, and yeah, they can't and get like, out of there.
0: They cannot, they don't have yeah. the individual, like, uh, liberty. And yeah. even if they have, like, the perception of that individual liberty, mm-hmm. they don't have enough, uh, you know, the, the sense of confidence in their yeah. self to even uh, go ahead and do that. And yeah. there's like huge social stigma that's involved with that,
1: right? And it's that's kind of a, the same in Africa, too, yeah. where I'm from divorce rate is very rare but at the same time you know they're stuck in an abusive relationship they can't get up yeah. and if they ended up getting divorced they have heart especially female they have a hard time getting remarried yeah because now you divorce that person but here in america people are like i'm not i don't want to be in an unhappy relationship yeah you know i deserve to be happy i deserve to be with a better person and yeah you know what, i gotta go to get a lawyer yeah, and that,
0: that <laughs> goes to the other extreme. So, those are the two extremes of yes. the spectrum here. Yeah. Where you're like, if if you want to just pull this switch. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. I should have put it in uh, airplane mode. Why why did I do this? I ruined my own show. <laughs> it's okay. Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd have to probably go back and try to cut that out. But it's fine. It's <laughs> organic. It's a natural, organic conversation yeah, with, yeah. uh, between uh, Gabe and Gabe and abrar many are from different walks of life I'd this like, is interesting man yeah. i love this yeah i i, yeah. I feel like i'm uh, i'm oprah just like <laughs> <laughs> right now.
1: Yeah, you have an oprah show yeah now. yes yes sir yes, yeah sir. it's
0: interesting man like just the, the like your background with being from ethiopia i don't know much about the ethiopia like i know um I know, I know the capital city because i had an obsession with just memorizing the yeah. capital cities of all the world because i was <laughs> like a nerd like that but uh, how is it like what's unique about ethiopia like i know because people bundle africa together
1: oh he's from yeah. africa yeah.
0: look like africa is like such a huge yeah, place just like in
1: terms of geographic 50 land 50 something countries in africa yeah and the thing with ethiopia is that ethiopia is very unique and it is The fact, like I mentioned in in the beginning, is we are not colonized by Europeans, right? And Mm -hmm. the the Ethiopian tradition and culture is still very rich, like it is, like it used to be. And they have a pride in that. Mm -hmm. What makes Ethiopian unique is they have kind of pride that we defended our Mm -hmm. territory. We never let any invaders invaders Mm -hmm. come in and take it over. Um, They also, the language is very unique, I think, the the primary language that people speak in ethiopia is the Amaric mm-hmm. and it's a really ancient language you can only speak it in ethiopia
0: yeah there's a script to it too there's yeah. a script also yeah.
1: yeah and then ethiopia doesn't follow the the traditional calendar mm. it's not 2020 right now in ethiopia it's like seven years behind 70 seven years seven, seven years seven years behind it's
0: 2013 yeah,
1: 2013? yeah. Dude, so, I, I wish it, this could be
0: again 2013 all over <laughs> right.
1: again. So they're almost seven years behind, and they oh. have their timing. Their timing system is one o'clock in the morning when the sun comes up. It's twelve o'clock when the sun goes down. So 12, 12 hours during the day, twelve hours at night.
0: Dude, are you from Wakanda? Is that what's <laughs> going on? Like this is like this seems everything is different.
1: It is a completely different. They have their uh, calendar too. They have thirteen months. Yeah. So twelve months every. All months have thirty days, but then you have the thirteen months of five, six days, hmm. right? So to make up with the the thirty-one day, that hmm. they have their own calendar system. It's
0: got to be a pain in the ass to work with the world, though. Like just yeah. like as an enterprise or a business who's interacting with the world.
1: Well, when you when you're dealing with international, then you use the international standard. Yeah, but let's say you go to Ethiopia and you ask somebody for what time is it they will tell you two different times they do <laughs> yeah they'll tell you the time Ethiopian time and then they will tell you the European they call it European time
0: that's that super nice of them uh, you know why like like can you imagine if you ask somebody here you know hey how much does that weigh or something they're gonna right. they're not gonna give you imperial and and right. metric right <laughs> they'll say it weighs like 34 ounces like yeah. I mean that's volume but you get that it's like weighs a certain number right. of pounds yeah so that's that's interesting yeah. so what kind of government uh, do do you guys have there like is it um, I mean I guess there's like a democracy do you guys have like an old monarch or something that's the real? old
1: monarch is not there anymore it mm-hmm. used to be uh, emperors I mean mm-hmm. you probably remember Emperor Aydin Selassie but all so the emperors before that right now it's a democracy so we have the prime minister and we have the president and like a parliamentary
0: democracy a like, like British
1: yeah. yeah that's what they do yeah so I think recently there's been a lot of Ethiopia and India have a very good relationship mm-hmm. right now. They they work together yeah, really look well. look at this podcast. But yeah. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> and they're also copying the education system that they do in India. Um, uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd
0: uh, go with caution on yeah, that one. But
1: they're trying to do the same thing. They, they, they I'm not a big fan of it, but I that's what they're trying to do. So yeah. I think recently they want to go back to the whole system because the new system they've been not copying is not working. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're going to go back to the the whole Ethiopian way of uh educate system. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so the government is, you know, they the Prime Minister and the President. The Prime Minister has more power. And they're promoting a lot of female involvement. So right mm-hmm. now I think fifty percent of the here are the females. Oh, wow. and the president is also a woman. Are the
0: presidents alone? Yeah.
1: But presidents are more more nominal like ceremonial, ceremonial position. Yeah, yeah but she's she's a woman. And then we have a prime minister, yeah. and I mean, the state has came a long way economically. Also, they they tried to pull out of poverty.
0: Yeah, within Africa, probably one of the one of the better better off
1: countries economically. Right now, yes, the yeah. economy has been growing at least ten percent a year for the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, it's so you have ups and downs here and there, but I think they they realize that war is not going to solve anything. So yeah. no more fighting.
0: So, there's an uh, Indian population there?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Growing a lot. So, when I go back, I fly into Addis Ababa and then fly from Addis to my hometown. Mm-hmm. And I would have tons of Indians in the airplane. Like, yeah. where you guys, where are you guys going? So, they go w- good work yeah. and they do it in So, um, there's a lot of farming land that has been sold to Indian farmers. Mm. So, they're bringing this technology to have commercial farming. Yeah. And there's a vast land where i'm from that is nobody's it. using
0: Does a nile cut across uh, ethiopia the blue all?
1: Nile, the blue oh. Nile. That so mm. the blue Nile from uh highlands of ethiopia right now they're, they're building a dam yeah a big hydropower dam there's
0: uh, who you guys are having problems with uh, neighboring countries egypt yeah yeah i've heard about that
1: yeah egypt is causing quite a conflict they want they don't want that dam to be built yeah but you know we need it Actually, you yeah, probably our African that.
0: Yeah, there's probably treaties, like are there old treaties that go that back? That was
1: back in like 1959, or somewhere back 29, somewhere way back then. That gave, it was between uh, Egypt and Sudan. Hmm. Ethiopia was not part of that yeah. treaty. So they gave Egypt 80% of the Nile water. So there's two different Niles. The blue Nile comes from Ethiopia, mm-hmm. and then the white Nile comes from Lake, uh, Lake Victoria in Uganda. It goes to South Sudan. Hmm. And then the Blue Nile goes through Sudan. They meet the Blue Nile and the White Nile. They meet in Sudan, mm. in capital city Khartoum, and then they form the Lower Nile. They form the Nile that goes through Egypt and go to the Mediterranean Sea. Mm. So the Blue Nile is what Ethiopia is working on. Uh, along the way, there's contributories that that yes, contribute into to the Nile. So like we have a Baro River. You know, the Baro River is just where I'm from. It's just as big as the Blue Nile, but it's a contributory to the. Mm to the um to the Nile as well. So yeah. most of the water is coming from the highland. It's from the upper island Ethiopia and Uganda. So it, it Sudan and Egypt just won't, they don't get they wanna get the water from up up higher up. Yeah. And so now because the technology is the high population in Ethiopia and then we need to use so you need to use the water as well. So Egypt is trying to use the old treaty Mm. But it's, yeah egypt you got to renew it like it. the world
0: is changing things are changing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so there has to be negotiation like if you're in the same geographic space yeah. like there's got to be some sort of a cooperation
1: right. and that's what the negotiation has been going for a little while ethiopia said let's come up with a formula that will work for everybody and but egypt doesn't want that they want to control just like it used to be like well no you we can't yeah you can't be the big daddy that's what <laughs> no. they
0: tried to do right egypt tries to be like the yeah. big daddy of
1: africa yeah. So Ethiopia said, no, you don't. you don't agree with us, then we are going to go ahead. Right now, this week, they started filling the dam. Mm. And it, it's a good timing because it's a raining season. So the water coming from the rain is adding on to the, yeah. the filling of the dam.
0: So like apart from the, this, this water conflict, uh, any other border conflicts around Ethiopia? Because what do you got? You got South Sudan. You got like, you. Do you have you gone down the south? Uh, Ethiopia
1: and Uganda don't have any border. No, no border. Okay. So in the south is Kenya. Kenya. And then you have Sudan in, in South Sudan, and then you get Somalia, and then Djibouti. Yeah. Up north and. Eritrea. Eritrea up north as well, yeah. Uh-huh. So there's no con the no border war, but there is the South Sudan is a little yeah, bit yeah. There's unstable. like a lot of civil war. Yeah. So causing instability within Western Ethiopia yeah. because the conflict in South Sudan. Yeah, and Ethiopia has been working really hard to c- try to bring peace into South Sudan, but they yeah, it's, it's, it's a problem. They got a like mass, the tri- there's yeah. a, it's it's a tribal conflicts, yeah. and and until the South Sudanese figure that out, until I think a lot of it has to do with poor leadership, and if they get rid of this whole mentality mm-hmm. and and bring a new new generation into leadership, I yeah. think this will go away. But the conflict now it's in South Sudan is just the old people that used to be together fighting for the independence. Yeah, what's the name of those
0: uh, uh, those tribal warriors? I forgot the name. There's like a name for
1: that. Well, initially the conflict started between, it was, they say that it was between Dinka and Noir. So then it just involves everybody now. Yeah, makes sense. And I think it has a lot to do with uh, uh, poor leadership
0: yeah I mean it's it's power and the yeah. diff- if when you have different centers of power I know then, right. then things are not going to be stable no. until like the he, power
1: centralizes in yeah The way. former rebels they used to fight a long time ago now they're the ones that are trying to run the country but you don't know how to run a country <laughs> you're not a rebel movement anymore this yeah it's easy to like plan yeah. that's the
0: cliche right any yeah. any, uh, you know you watch any war movie if there's like right. a warring tribe they like capture a land but they don't know what to do after right. that
1: yeah so that's why the United Nations and the, the the international community they were like listen you gotta help you know come up with the system and bringing new people yeah that can actually run the country
2: yeah that makes sense
1: but they don't want it like if i go back and try to get something they don't like us they yeah? don't like the young educated ones to ah, go yeah. back like no they they want to keep the old guard oh my yeah. god that's that's
0: such a global theme like you look at the united states yeah. who's, who's running the country dude like that's there's right. a, maybe a few young congressmen like and a couple of senators yeah. it's like an 80 year old guy another another 80 year old guy was running <laughs> vying for <laughs> presidential. yeah what yeah are you fucking kidding me dude dude like You have one guy who's on like Sudafed and the other guy who, I don't know, (laughs) what do you take for dementia? (laughs) Gabe, help me out here with the reference.
1: (laughs) But I think you're right, though. Mm -hmm. It it happens a lot all the time around the world. That's why they've been saying, because South Sudan is a young country. They say, you can't repeat everything that was done that was wrong. Yeah, when it was United Sudan. yeah. Yeah. And so the same thing happened with the rest of Africa when, when they got the independence back in the nineteen sixties and fifties. Yeah. Then now the colonial power they're gone. Now you have the Africans like people they want to get into power, they don't know how to run the country.
2: Yeah. You know.
1: So they try to advise the leadership in South Sudan, don't repeat this. You fought for the country, you get your medal, you used to be in the army general, now you cannot be a prime minister or you cannot be a minister or yeah. something. You can keep getting your salary. Go sit at home. Enjoy yeah, your family. Yeah, just go, go in the countryside, have a nice yeah. property, just sit there. Take, take a vacation that you never used to take. Now yeah. you, you keep getting your money, yeah. it's fine. Let the young people come in and, and yeah. uh, run the policies. Definitely a lot
0: of turmoil that comes in when you
1: have like a colonizing
0: power and there's like this this order almost that is set by, by, by the stick almost, you know? Mm-hmm. You're like, by force, have this order and then... Then when that power is taken out, there's a power vacuum right. and yeah. nobody knows what to do right. and things yeah. are unstable. Like every, exactly. you know, every almost every country which was, you, know, you colonized. Yeah, like you that, have yeah. to go through that. Even the U.S. and you know, in the 18th century when they, they go through when they yeah. got their independence, whatever, when they, they surrendered to Washington. Mm-hmm. After that, there's like this huge, almost like a mm-hmm. century of turmoil, if not more. it Takes time. It takes a lot of time to
1: find that stability yeah i think mm-hmm. with
0: the core principles it's like the country's coming from like really good core principles mm-hmm. things will work out but that's not the case most of the times <laughs> yeah they're like uganda is seeing this thing about uganda in the 70s they had all these indians yeah, in, in yeah, uganda, uganda idi Amin, idi Amin. Yeah. kicked them out he kicked them out he made a law that you know like we don't want any asians they call them asians yeah. because they are asians true, and they yeah. had to kick them out they went back to i guess they went to uh, England. Yeah. after that so things like that there's once you don't know what to do like you try to f- start finding problems like in and different things where there is isn't really yeah. somebody,
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah man this like this is awesome last you know like i want to do like want to go back to pharmaceuticals for a second and before before we wrap up sure um so just going forward now there's the coronavirus and there's like a vaccine and i, I i'm sure they are going to come up with a vaccine it's a matter of when mm-hmm. uh, not if Right. And that's right, what yeah. everybody says, like, right. you know, we should be thankful we live in like a modern age where you, you're asking the question of when, not if, you know, mm-hmm. you're not trying to you know, rub, like uh, strike two rocks together and trying to figure out what is going on. But in general, what are you th- going into the future? What is like the one thing you think is a uh, source of hope for you? And one thing that's a source of despair and, and just in the pharmaceutical industry?
1: Well, the, the pharmaceutical world is changing because technology is changing. Uh, technology is changing the way we do things. Right now, there's also telemedicine. You don't have to go in to go see a doctor. You can just call them. Yeah. Um, the pharmacy world is also changing based on the technology. For example, pharmacists never used to work from home because the idea was you go to physically there, yeah. But now I can do it from home you know the technology is allowing that to happen and this downside of that is um what is going to happen when the technology is so superior now we have big uh, robots that might be doing the work that pharmacy technicians might be doing now we have you know machines that are running from far away and you may not need that many than many yeah. pharmacists. Right? you just it'll
0: dispense it it'll yeah. send it to your house like if right. there's like a whole warehouse full yeah. of medicines which is like you know designed and coded and right. just like a, a robot is programmed to know like read the
1: exact prescription exactly. code and retrieve it yeah. zero error that's the main thing yeah so things like that may, may affect how we operate and things so it can be good and bad wow. <laughs> you know? yeah because now what, what happened to your job security you yeah, know, the world are going to have to come up with, you stay in pharmacy or you do something else. Um, and also within research, things are changing as well now. There's something like pharmacogenomic. What that is, is they want to analyze your DNA and say, okay, you're prone to this disease down the road, let's say dementia or Alzheimer or heart disease. Now, if they can analyze your DNA, they can come up with a drug that will only work for you. Wow. Nah. You know. It's like a custom so made suit. Yeah, so sort of like that. It's <laughs> a custom drug that made just for you. And there's that's the research that's going on right now. Now the question is ethical issues with it. Now do you ah, want to know? Dude. Do you really want to know what you're you know, prone to? Or yeah, there's prenatal deco- too.
0: Like you could probably make like similar studies before the child is born and they <laughs> probably do that now also to They're some extent. It. If it you becomes want- like super refined you can yeah. like just like have the entire Future of the child, like mapped on, like yeah. give a one pager yeah. to the parent saying yeah. like this is what your child is gonna do, you right. uh, know, he's 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 gonna get addicted to to crack, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna like you know, he's gonna, gonna be
1: happen. a failure. Yeah, drop the thing now, like. So mm. that's that's all the ethical questions ah, that people are asking. You know, do you really want to know this? So it's would, the idea behind it sounds good, but then it's gonna cause all the issues. This is like anything else. When we come up with phones and you know now phones cause more of the issues but yeah. the idea yeah, privacy phones, issues yeah. they, they,
0: you know yeah. a company can tell like yeah. a, a track
1: 100% of what you're doing that right. kind of yeah and then yeah. you get into people texting while driving now it's a new law yeah because <laughs> it's it causes, like I said problems technology yeah so I think the, the future of medicine is going to change based on the way we live through technology. And technology is changing things right
0: now. Yeah, it is going to change. That That's not stopping. Like I think that just the, the sheer market economic forces mm-hmm. are not going to let that down. It's just how we adapt to it and mm-hmm. uh, if, if the best out of human beings right. comes out. And I think it's yeah. going to be a process. A lot of people are going to get fucked over in the process. <laughs> yeah. But that's
1: yeah. yeah, and then, you know, the artificial intelligence. So... How we gonna? You can't replace human being. You can try to replace what we do, functions. To some degree. Yeah,
0: you can replace functions. The functions,
1: like, yeah. And so then it's gonna affect how we operate and how we yeah. interact with each other.
0: So the 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 robot that you're talking about, that's gonna be the pharmacist. That's gonna go through like the, the I guess the the warehouse where they have all the medicines. It's reading the prescription, retrieving the prescription, now it's packaging it too. Yeah. And then it's shipping it out probably, you know, through a drone or whatever. Right. Now that's going to keep learning, I guess. It's going to start learning based off of the the information right. on the prescription information, yeah. different mm-hmm. people. So there's going
1: to be a lot of data security yeah. issues. Now okay. Amazon is involved in pharmacy now. They have the yeah, they the bought what payback, yeah. yeah. So now Amazon is a big big company. So they're going to trick things around. <laughs> they deliver it to you the next day. Then I was going to create competition with what we do. All the you know mail order pharmacies. Now what can we do to combat and come up with a way to yeah, you compete gotta, with Amazon?
0: Yeah, and you don't have the sub. You don't have the supply chain network. You don't have a distribution network yeah. that that Amazon has. Obviously, that's not your business. Bro. Right. I know, man. Yeah. When does so, it become a monopoly? Like, I think they're on a technicality right now yeah. because they're doing all these different things. Mm-hmm. So it's not a monopoly in one thing because they're doing like. But at what point
1: do you just become like too big to be one entity? Yeah, some people are not like that because mm-hmm. then you you're not going to have the competition. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure.
0: Oh, this is this is really interesting, man. Just the, the ethical questions of what, what is going to happen with just like again when it comes to things like people's health. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the 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 one thing that everybody owns. And doug your, stanhope yeah. has that has that line like you know what i own is like the skeleton and the flesh that i yep. came in and my thoughts like you know right, yeah. and anything other than that we can talk about right but like yourself it becomes like a huge ethical gray area yeah. when you start like predicting and like you know preemptively doing things to to your body
1: right yeah and it, it's just a big big complete um you don't know what's gonna happen yeah you just keep asking questions and just go from there. Go
0: with the flow, man. Go yeah. with the flow. That is that is a great <laughs> part, great place to end that. Go with the flow, motherfuckers. Gabe Beer, thanks a lot for doing this, man. Appreciate I really appreciate it, you, man. Thank Absolutely. You so much. This was yeah. a lot of fun, really yeah. engaging. Yeah. All right, folks. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. All right. Thank you for sticking around all the way up till the end of that episode. That was a fun one. Great time talking to Gabe. Hope you guys had a good listen as well. Uh, He dropped a lot of K-bombs, knowledge bombs, in that whole episode. Super fun, super engaging. And I'm gonna keep trying to make these better as I go man, even sound quality wise. And just you know, my usual weird quips that I have in my head as I do these. So it's it's a fun process and hope you guys can keep tuning in every week. And uh, that'd be much much appreciated so yeah i'm gonna leave the social media for both gabe and i in the description if you guys have the kindness in your heart uh, to do that free thing that would be fucking awesome and uh, yeah thanks again for listening in you guys have a great rest of your whatever thanks bye